okay, so now the show officially starts. Let's start it now. Okay, this is this is live, people. So now you know that if all the mess ups are here, it's live. This is live, and uh, yeah, so we'll see this. So, anyways, hi. Welcome to our Radiant Reflection podcast, a talk show between two friends. I'm one of your hosts, Will. And I'm Nicole. And Welcome. third time's a charm. So hopefully we got all this. No, you weren't crazy. I'm so sorry that I made you feel crazy, but I figured it out. So thank you to King. A huge shout out to you uh, for like keeping me in check because I... <laughs> Because I needed it. Um, next time, I need to be more of a. I need to be more on top of this things. I thought that I was on top of it. Nope, of course I wasn't. But that's the world of streaming. <sighs> are you streaming it to Twitch or are you seeing comments somewhere? Because I don't see any comments on my end. Oh, uh, this is on Twitch on my page on Twitch. Oh, okay. So I will go to that. So then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on I'm Facebook, not anything on Facebook, and I'm kind of like, no, wait, I'm not no, to nobody's gonna like. Chances are, we're probably gonna get like maybe if anything, one viewer on Facebook, and they probably won't talk. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so we were having a great episode. We were having a great episode the first time around, but. I, I muted it <laughs> and I didn't unmute it. And then on the second go around, it had an echo. And then um, I don't know what's going on. But now, every but does everything sound good now, King? Before we go really deep into this topic, I just want to make sure that you can hear me and that you can hear Nicole. Uh, stupid. Will, stupid, stupid. Why you stupid? Uh, See, this is we're going to get into the topic of mental health eventually. Okay, so he hears us fine. We are good. Oh, I can see comments now. I'm so Yay, happy. Yeah, she can see comments now. She's so happy. I see comments. I'm so happy now. So you are our first <laughs> official viewer, by the way. So you can say that on this new project that we're working on, that you were the first official viewer. And we are going to establish that right now. So if this gets big or whatever, you were the first viewer. You were the start of it all. And you are awesome. And thank you so much. The original OG. <laughs> the original OG. Yes. Um, so that means that you, sir, are very awesome. And we love you. And thank you so much. <laughs> hey. Ooh, I love your I love your Corbin. So cool because every time I do like live, like I never have anybody like comment. I just see like people pop up, like so and so is viewing, say hello, and I'm like, hey, and then they pop out and they're like not watching. Yeah, because anymore. people don't like people don't like to be called out if they're lurking. That's the thing. Um, so you're not supposed to lurk. You're not supposed to call out lurkers. I learned that the hard way when I started streaming. Um, <laughs> but um, so here's the thing. So let's get let let let's officially now that we got everything situated now we can officially get started we can actually talk about the topics I'm at hand. Finishing up my cup of coffee and I'm going to be fully juiced up and ready to go. Oh, okay, good. So now maybe in a way it was good that we that we messed up the first the first episode. Yeah, because now I'm way more comfortable. Like now I'm like I'm I... hunched over in my chair, but I'm comfortable. <laughs> Oh God, that's so embarrassing! It looked like you were picking your nose. Like oh, you're, does you're it? <laughs> <laughs> I was it though. I was it. I was it. Uh, your thinking face, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, thinking face. So, um, yeah, that's my thinking face. <laughs> no, but um, so let let let's talk about the first thing. So, um, I guess a little bit about ourselves. Like, we'll talk about a little bit about ourselves. So, do you want to go first on that? Like. 
just kind of explain who you are and um I is who I is. <laughs> I is who I is. And that's all it is to it. <laughs> Um, but my name is Nicole. Um, I have another podcast on the side called Sunflower Days and Co., which is part of another project. It's basically just personal development, talking to people, helping people work through anxiety, depression, whatever may be going on. I've done it for like the last year. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. More, I guess I'm more of a homemaker now since my kids in school. So. Because I'm more of like making the house homey and making sure things are taken care of, bill management, all those things. She's an interior um, designer, y'all. I'm the household manager. Oh, that's a good that's a good term for it. Your household manager. Yeah, that's a good I'm one. That, I'm writing that down. Household manager. Yeah. I have a lot of random facts that I will randomly throw out there just to give everybody a heads up. And I you're a poet. A useless information inside my brain. <laughs> and you also like write poetry and 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 you actually are good at sign language too. Maybe one day you can do like a whole episode in sign where every time you talk you're just like, well, or is that going to be too if much? If you want me to sign for the whole like video, I can try. I might be wrong when I sign. If I can't can't remember all the signs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's good, but at least it's good practice, but, too. Yeah, it's good um, practice. Mm -hmm. Practice. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how you can remember all that. I just can't. It'll get better. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's a good way. Yeah. But in the past, I was told that you're not supposed to sign and talk at the... Um, the same time really it's like considered like rude or something yeah but what about for a situation like this would that still be considered rude i figured like if you're like talking to a person um well it's like it's it's rude like if you're signing like um like a song um because um it's it, they're not meant to look at your your mouth moving. They're meant to look at your facial your facial expression and your sign. Okay. But like I think for talking conversational, it's like it's okay mostly if you're talking like if you're with somebody who is um, deaf and hear you know hearing. Mm -hmm. Hearing. <laughs> I'm getting confused <laughs> with my signs, but you get it. You know. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's cool that you were able to do that. You know, maybe eventually in a future episode, if we get, like, a deaf audience, there we go. We got we got, we got, got someone who can... We definitely, uh, I think, widen or broaden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Broaden our, our spectrum of people, you know, coming in, you know, Absolutely. because a lot of people who, you know, watch videos, probably watch them with, you know, the closed captioning on, yeah. you know, and they'll be able to, you know, like, oh, hey, she knows, and be like, you always put, like, she knows sign language, so if you need her to say something in sign language, let us know. Yeah. But we have to that's also iterate dirty. that's American sign language, so. Nothing dirty. <laughs> Nothing dirty for me, for you today. But, um, so, uh, to kind of, like, introduce myself, my name is Will. Um, I play video games, and I work at a place that is 
I'm not too fond of, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's paying the bills right now, um, especially during this pandemic, which is I'm grateful for. Um, and what else? What else? What else? I, I do. I don't know how to describe myself. I love singing. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> and apparently I have a tendency of embarrassing myself. That's another thing, too. So, um, Practice makes perfect. You never do anything without having to redo it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, so I guess should we just get on the topic of mental health? Yeah, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about mental health. All right. So mental health, a very, very dark topic for the very first episode because of just how many people go through it, how many people suffer it. Um, there's different types of forms. It's a very, was once very taboo. Now it's very open discussion. There are shows about it. And a lot of shows portray it incorrectly in my personal opinion, but um Still entertaining watches, by the way. So, yeah. So, just before we get started um, on the topic of mental health, just know that the trigger warning is in, is in effect because we know that certain uh, conversations can trigger emotions, trigger feelings, and this could eventually, like, you know, get you to think dark thoughts and whatnot, and we don't want that. So, if you feel uncomfortable talking about mental health or anything that deals with suicide or anything like that, that it's probably best that you don't watch this episode because that's what we're going to be talking about. And um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And also if anybody ever needs somebody to reach out to or talk to me and Will are always here for anybody. Um, I'm also on Twitch. Um, My name is Sunflower Days and Co. Same as like my podcast and my Instagram and everything. You can reach out to me on any of those platforms. You can even send me voice messages on Anchor if you listen to podcasts on there. Um, I will get back to you as soon as I can, and normally it's pretty quick. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, um, Discord is probably the best way to reach me. Um, If somebody's, like, calling me out by name, I'm always going to check my Discord. So if you put, like, at the will of games, then you should be able to get a hold of me as well teach me about discord because i hear so much about it but i'm just like not with it (laughs) girl discord is amazing if you know how to use it me i don't know how to use it so therefore that's the problem um so let's um let's get started uh with the topic of mental health now that we got that out of the way um so let's get started so um me personally i deal with anxiety and depression do you have anything like mental illness that you want the audience to be aware of? Um, I I deal with a lot of social anxiety, a lot of um, back and forth between I really, really want to be around people, but I can't stand being around people at the same time sometimes, to be completely <laughs> honest, because if, if it's a Saturday or a Sunday and it's like, we got to go to Walmart, I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> No, no, you no. don't. You don't want to do that. You don't want to put me in that situation right now because I'll get shopping cart rage and it's not good. So I guess we should talk about anxiety since we both have anxiety. Um, so let's start with anxiety first and then we'll go like really deep into depression at some point. But um, so we both, have, we both have, you know, the anxiety, the depression. Um and it is, um, October is, you know, Suicide Awareness Month. We're doing yes. a transition into that. 
and that's a topic I will be talking about on my podcast as well. I have not recorded a whole lot on there lately. I've taken some time off in a way because of transitioning from my kid getting into school and everything. It's been very busy, busy, go, go, go. I just can't keep up with a lot of stuff right now. And that's on me for not being consistent. So I own my shit. There you go. Inconsistency. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anxiety. Anxiety. <laughs> Begin with anxiety. Well, okay, so like where you begin. It all starts with the feeling of not being enough. Ah uh, poor form. Yes. I think that like whatchamacallit? Yeah, yes, King. I'm there oh, with you. Oh, I have the yes. abandonment too. Girl. Girl. Yes. Abandonment issues. For me, I don't know exactly when my anxiety started to really kick in. Um, I think honestly it was on, well, actually, no, I do remember. So it was around the year 2000, and it was when my brother passed away. And that's when both anxiety and depression kind of hit at the same time. Uh, anxiety didn't grow much until I was in a relationship where I was kind of indoors all the time. And then that created this really big social anxiety where I was afraid of people because I didn't see people all the time. When it came to online, I'm able to easily talk and just, I can like talk like this. But if you met me in real life, I would just be shut down. I wouldn't know what to say. Um, because the problem is, is that when I look at people's facial expressions, it like throws me off because my mind is thinking, okay, did what I, what I did, did I offend them? Um, did, was that really funny or was it not? So I end up starting to questioning myself and I start to panic and things like that. And that's just the social anxiety portion of it. Um, another thing that's been actually getting to my, um, my end of this whole entire situation, like when it comes to anxiety is that like, um, I get pre-work anxiety, um, because I know I have to deal with people and I don't know who I'm dealing with. I think that for me, anxiety is not knowing something. So whenever I don't know what's about to happen, if I cannot predict the future in some way, shape, or form, then it's a problem. And that's when I have, like, um, issues with my anxiety. Um, I start to think, like, thoughts of death. I start to think um, thoughts of just, like, I'm better off dead. Like, I would rather die than having to face my fear. It's the constant fear of panic. I get heart palpitations. Like, not heart palpitations. I'm sorry. I get like I get like really like my heart starts to hurt really badly. I feel like, like I'm gonna have lies. yeah, like I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. I panics and I want to like just like hide in a corner and just disappear. And this always happens before work. So obviously it's a huge problem for me because I have to work weekly. I have to make money, but it gets into the situation where I can't, um, I can't focus. I can't do what I want to do. And it's hard for me to focus because then all of a sudden my, my brain is just filled with thoughts and thoughts. And then it's just constant and it just does not shut up. And my brain gets super loud and it takes me about two hours into my shift before it finally goes away. So I'm literally in panic mode. The moment I start working into like two hours into the shift and I'm like panicking, thinking that even if nothing bad is happening, even if it's dead in the store, even if there's no jobs that I have to worry about or nothing, I'm still in panic mode and I hate it so much. And yes, money is the root of all evil. You're absolutely right. Yes, um, exactly. And I hate it because I honestly, I hate working. 
I'm going to be honest. I hate working. And the thing is, is that it's something that we have to do because we need money to live. And unfortunately, it's just like, I, you know, people nine times out of 10, a lot of people don't like their jobs. They don't like what they do because it's not what they want to do. It's not what makes them happy, but they need to realistically think that they need to live a life of comfort. And that would somehow eventually they'll get used to it, but they'll end up growing old and bitter. And that's just what happens. And it sucks. Um, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's anxiety for me. Uh, it's just anxiety in a nutshell and it really gets to me all the time and I hate it. And it always starts off like a little, like it starts off a little bit and it gradually grows. So like, for example, let's say that I had to work, um, today. Okay. Um, let's say that I work at like three o'clock. So it's eight fifty six AM. I would be okay. I would be okay. It wouldn't be until it hits 12 o'clock that I start to feel something and as it gets closer and closer and closer, it gets worse, 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 worse. My heart starts to hurt. I start to freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? You know, and I start to freak out. And those are the moments when, like, you message me. And I'm like, yeah. as soon as you message me and I'm like, I know you're about to go into work. I'm like, okay, he's, <laughs> he's going through it. He's going through it. You know, just, you know, listen to it. Respond back, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because the thing is, is that I always message Nicole. Um, we use a app called Voxer, which is like a walkie talkie app. And sometimes I just need somebody to listen to me just to make sure that I'm going crazy. Like I just need to get all the thoughts out. So it's not like I call her live. It's because the thing is, is that I think it's better using this app because it gets all the feelings out. Um, it gives you 15 minutes to talk. And then, you know, people can listen and respond and then they get 15 minutes to talk. So it's like, it's a great uninterrupted way. Cause I think that honestly, the problem is, is that a lot of people don't listen to people with anxiety because people are so quick to just knock it down. They're just like, knock it down. Sure. So they're going to be like, oh, you're just, uh, that's nothing to worry head. about. It's in your head and it makes things worse because now you're just like, oh my God, now I just sound crazy. And or I'm being annoying or, oh, my God, I'm just doing this. And then you're just like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And then you're like freaking out. And then all of a sudden you're just getting more anxious and they're not. And people just don't get it. They don't understand. They don't understand. Like instead of just being like, look, let me hear you out. Just go ahead. Say what you need to say um, and just get it all out there. Like if you feel like you're being abandoned, if you feel like you know, if you're scared, like, go ahead, just say it. We need to listen more as opposed to talking more. And I don't know. I don't talk very much to people. Like, I don't. One thing, too, is, like, the best thing that anybody can do for somebody with anxiety or even depression is have patience with them. Yes. Um, it's the best thing for dealing with somebody who is all over the place and overwhelmed. Just be very, very patient, very, very, you know, calm as you can. Um, it's hard for those who kind of take on everybody else's energy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm but, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I do that to you. <laughs> well, no, I do that with everyone. Though. I just take on everybody else's like energy and that's just how I am. But I will always say that I feel like because I really believe in like my Native American roots and a lot of that, you know, that's uh -huh. where that kind of like comes from being just so connected with everything. Yeah. Even when I'm not like on social media, I can still like be like, 
hey, I feel like something is off with you. What's going on? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, how many times like have I have I done that with you? <laughs> oh, you. To be honest, you're the only person that responds to that. Like if I post up something, if um, because I have a tendency of what my friends like to call, I write, um, I write uh, Salvation Army posts is what they call it. And uh, because I write very long and sometimes very dark things. And it's just me being honest and being open about my feelings. A lot of the times it's in, it's anxiety and it's a way that I kind of just like let go of anything that's internal inside of me. Um and it's just the only way I could do it. Also, sometimes it's honestly a cry for help if I'm being dead serious. Um, it's like I just need I just need to talk to somebody. And I just and the thing is is that here's the thing. When when it comes to anxiety or when it comes to depression or anxiety or whatever, the last thing somebody's gonna do, like cause Everybody says to me, like, go ahead, Will. Like, if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling anxious or whatever, like, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I will never reach out to you. I'm going to tell you this right now. Literally, like, when you message me on Boxer and, like, you're freaking out, I'm like, no, I'm calling you because I'm I'm not dealing with you having a meltdown at work or, you know, freaking out and quitting your job or something. Cause I've known people who have done that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, but like, the thing is, is that I'm not going to be the one to call somebody. Like, it's cool that you're, that you're, that you're putting that door out there, but a person with depression will never call you. The thing is, is that what we want is that we just wish that somebody could read our minds and just know that we're feeling what we're feeling and that we're not crazy. And honestly, that's like what would like take somebody aback, but nobody can read nobody's mind. As far as we know, there's nobody out there that can read minds. And if that's the case, then, um, you know, we're never going to have that feeling. So we're going to silently suffer because we feel like we're being annoying. And unfortunately, and I'm going to be honest, this is just, this is just the hard truth. If you were to say something, like, it's like nobody listens anyway. Like, I fight through my depression all the time, and I make it known that I'm depressed. I make it known that I have issues. I make it known that um, I'm feeling a certain type of way. I completely make it known. And the thing is, is that people are not listening. because, And I understand why. Because people are too busy in their own stuff doing their own thing or they figure that somebody else is just going to take care of it. Or if I really need help, I'm going to reach out to them. The problem is, is that there have been plenty of people who commit suicide, who literally show every sign in the book and people get so surprised when it's done. But everybody, but then after that, like secretly in their heads, I know that they know and that they knew it was coming myself in the butt. Every time I think about my friend who, who, you know, committed suicide, because there are erratic behaviors, there are, you know, anomalies of things that she would never do, things she was really passionate about that she was giving up, and things she was doing, not even worried about things she was worried about before. Yes like spending money frivolously selling things that you know she loved to do you know like 
she she did cloth diapers and she sold her cloth diapers that's where i got my cloth diapers from and um she she just like started getting rid of stuff and she's like i'm gonna sell all my stuff i'm going to get a little camper i'm gonna live in that somewhere you know alone by myself da, 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 da. you know i want to the one thing i want to do before i leave this earth is i want to travel you know out of the united states yeah. and that was one of the last things she did so it's it's hard because there's a lot of red flags but it's really hard when it's like whoa they're gone there were red flags where was I and what was I doing? Oh yeah, I was too far deep in my own stuff, you know, dealing with a lot of, you know, in the same headspace she was, basically. Yes. Because I felt alone, like I had no one to talk to, like I just, you know, I was in a bubble where like I wanted friends, but like I didn't trust anybody, you know, here. Yes. Because I, I uprooted my life six years ago to move from Florida to Mississippi. Yeah. So my life has gone, went from having this small little circle of really close knit friends to me moving away and not having anybody as a support system really here. They're all long distance, you know, and that is when I started spiraling. Yeah. And then when, when my friend committed suicide, I spiraled even harder it took me four to five months to finally like get the wake up call that I needed to go to therapy. That I need to go talk to a counselor. And I did that. I, I went through my husband's work and I, I made the appointments. I did one appointment every, was it two, two weeks or four weeks? And it was like eight. So it was probably four months of it. Cause it was, yeah, two a month. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did that. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things that we had going on and really helped me have that third party person to talk to, you know, because we, when you have friends or you, you have that small knit group of friends that you can talk to, it makes a lifetime of difference. It makes such a big difference because you get things off your chest. Yeah. You know, it, we're always like, I'm sorry, I'm venting, but I'm like, you're fine because if you're venting that means you're not going out and losing your mind on somebody (laughs) see but the thing is is that like there's a few different things um there was a point in time this year where i was seeing a therapist for i was seeing a therapist for maybe about two and a half years um in november it would have been three but um so it's a little bit more than two and a half years but i had to cut her off um because she was always running late and that was a huge sign of disrespect to me. It shows that you didn't care. Um, and she was doing that every day for two years. I think that there was a total of 10 times where she wasn't late. And the reason why is because I wasn't the first person to walk in in the morning. And I'm like, how can you be a therapist and be late all the damn time? I understand that times are st- stressful. And it wasn't like she, was, she wasn't in the office is what I'm trying to say. Like she wasn't in the office. I could imagine that if she's running late and she's talking to the patient ahead of me and they're going through a crisis, that I understand. I totally understand. Um, so I don't know. But at this point, it was a huge sign of disrespect to me. And I had to drop it. And now I have no therapy, no medication. I've tried different things. 
And the thing is, is that um, I'm depressed all the time, all the time. And anxiety is literally the cloud that kind of comes in and depression is just a storm that hits afterwards and it stays. And the problem is that I don't know how long the depression stays. It stays for a month, stays for three, stays for like a day. It, 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 it's random. And this, it hurts. It hurts. Um, the thing is, is that um, I go through depression a lot, a lot. And the thing is, is that like, um, I lose interest in things real quick. Like I'll have an idea and then my brain will automatically just shut it down. Like we've done this podcast, like originally the idea for the podcast that we were doing today actually was planned all the way back in June. Um, and my, and I even warned Nicole before I did, I said, don't be surprised if next week I don't want to do this. Like I had to warn her, like, I don't know because I stream and I get excited and I get so happy in the moment when I stream. And then all of a sudden I don't want to stream anymore. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing? And then the thing is, is that my brain physically cannot get up and do something. I just want to sit and just lay down. But I keep telling myself, like, why are you wasting your time? You're wasting your time, Will. Like, you're wasting your time. You're literally just sitting on the couch doing nothing when you can be doing something. And the thing is, is that you're worrying about this. You're worrying about that. And the thing is, is that I can never just shut up my mind. My brain constantly is on overdrive. It doesn't shut up. It doesn't shut up. And it, um, and it kills me a little inside. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like the song, the line, um, uh, from my, is it my band Perry where they said, if I die young. So in that song, I die young. She says in a line, she says, um, she says, funny how you're d- funny when you're dead, how people start listening. That's the sad part. And it's so true because people don't hear the conversations until they reflect on the conversations like the signs are there and I'm going to be open and say like, yeah, I've been open about the signs that I've been posting. Oh yes, I have. I have like literally like if I were to, let's say that if I were to commit suicide or whatever, um, if you were to look back at my Facebook posts, all of it said it like I legitimately just said it and People don't see it. Like my mom, she calls me. And one of the things I have to do is that I have to like lie. Because when you post it up on Facebook, my instinct is just to lie. I don't want to tell her like, mom, I'm just, I'm feeling like horrible and stuff like that. Because it's just like, I feel like I can't have that conversation with my mother. Um, I feel so disconnected from my family. And though they are open and they're willing to listen to me and they're willing to do this stuff, I feel like I have to go through this alone. And I know I don't have to, but, um, it's just that I feel like my mind just tells me I do because I don't want to affiliate it with them and I don't want to do all that stuff. But I think that it's my brain fighting, telling me that you need to dissociate with everybody mm-hmm. to make it easier for you and to eventually also, do it. There's this, there was this like, uh, I think it's a, it's a tweet. Yeah. It's a uh, back in January of 2019, Matt Haig posted, when you are open about depression and anxiety, people mark you down as a miserable, miserable person. I'm not a miserable, miserable person. I'm an intense person. When I feel happiness or love, I feel those things intensely and I feel pain intensely. It's the price of feeling. 
Exactly. And a lot of times, like a lot, and I know that a lot of people are joking when they say this to me, but like sometimes when I get happy or when I get excited, I really do feel it. I really do. Oh my God. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm trying not to cry, but, <laughs> um, I really feel happy and I really feel sad. Um, sometimes we feel those things all at the same time, but a lot of people kind of just like invalidate my happiness. They're like saying, why are you acting that way? Why are you being like so intense? Because I have a tendency of being very intense with my happiness. And, um, Ooh, Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, so then I get when people say that, even though I know that they're joking, um, when people say that, it makes me like kind of look, um, it kind of makes me like get that anxiety out because I have to be self-conscious. Like, okay, now I have to be careful with how I'm acting because obviously, you know, I'm being annoying or I'm being too much. And so in a way, this is why I like doing streaming because it feels like when I am happy and I stream, um, like I can feel that intensity and nobody's going to tell me to shut up because people can just leave. You know, and this is why I feel yeah. more comfortable talking to a camera. Um, this is why I feel more comfortable instead of talking to people. Because when I talk to people, I'm looking at their facial expressions. I'm looking at how they move their hands. I'm looking at if they're looking off to the side too much. I'm looking at all these things. And then it, my, my brain is already creating a definition. Whether I'm right or wrong is irrelevant. It's just creating a definition of negativity. And therefore, my brain will react to that. And therefore, I feel like, okay, I'm being too much. This is why I can't reach out to people. Because when I do, <laughs> when I do, um, I tend to get ignored. I tend to get brushed off. I tend to be told that my feelings are not, you know, like my feelings are like, you know, you can easily just erase them. Invalid. Yeah, they're invalid. And um, <sighs> I don't know. Like depression sucks. It really does. And it, it does. It really does. And um, oh wait, sorry. I I keep making notes. I mean, it's good. I need like a break. I'm anywhere. avid note taker. I talk with my hands. It's just me. <laughs> don't, don't mind the crazy. She's she's my therapist. <laughs> I mean, technically, you have been, um, because like I always get like freak out. Be, freaks out uh my pre-work anxiety gets so intense and i know that nicole is a person that would listen and so you know the fact that i'm reaching out in general to anybody like if you're a person who has depression if you're a person who's anxious you know if you're reaching out even though you feel deep inside like your depression is telling you that it's pointless that takes an incredible amount of courage um I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> You're around good people right now. People who support you. That's what you need. I know. I was not expecting to do this on camera. Like when we did it the first time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's perfect. But it's like, no, I'm really feeling it. <sighs> Expect the unexpected. <laughs> I know, and now it's live, so it's like it's there. <laughs> but it's just that, like, um, it's just that my brain doesn't shut up. It doesn't shut up. This is why I can't be a therapist because I'm crying <laughs> with everybody. 
it's like my brain just doesn't shut up. And this year has been so tough. It's just been a very tough year for a lot of people. And in a way, it's it's comforting to know that you're not the only person feeling this way because you know everybody else is feeling this way and that we all like feel things differently. Like some people can really hide it very well. They 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 instead of crying about it, they'll get angry about it. Um some people oh, yeah. will just deny, <laughs> deny, deny, and just will be happy and then, you know, like you know, and it's just, it's just that people are so yeah, complex. I've got to find that picture now. <laughs> it's a picture about like anxiety. It's like, like, um, what it looks like, what's really going on. It's that type of post. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what we're talking about. I will find it. Um, but <sighs> it's just, you know, it's like, I want to be creative. I'm a creative person. I'm a very creative person. I like to create things and um, sometimes I use my writing as a form of creativity, but also as a form of a cry of help. Um, Like the other day, which I prevented myself, I might as well just read it to you now. Um, I was going to write something last week, one of those Salvation Army um, posts. And so it was going to be, it's kind of dark and this is kind of a tad bit long. So I'll try to like, get through it as far as fast as i can but originally is this was actually written on september 15th at 8 54 a.m i have a tendency of feeling these intense emotions very early in the morning so i said here i go again once again using facebook as a soapbox to discuss another depression topic so just to save you the trouble just keep strolling just keep scrolling it seems this is the only way i can write anything nowadays this will be another depressive episode and i'm okay that you just skip this one to those who still to those still here, please understand that a trigger warning is in order. This post will be talking about some very talk topics about mental health. Still here? Okay, I warned you. Here we go. I'm honestly just tired of the ups and downs. A typical depression episode would last a week or two weeks uh, the most, and then I would have this burst of happiness for a week to, poten- to potentially a month if I was lucky. Now, I'm lucky if I'm happy for 10 minutes. I'm getting worse and it's really starting to show. From an outsider's perspective, my life isn't bad. I'm 32, which is still young. I'm working and I have a roof over my head. I see what you guys are seeing, but my brain won't shut up. It constantly wants more and I want to do something about it, but then I just don't have any energy. At a drop of a hat, a spark comes and I start working on a project or doing something creative and then I literally feel the mood shift. I don't know if it's the year or what. I'm honestly just in a constant state of fear or panic. I can't relax. All all I want to do is cry. I wish I knew how to fix this, but there isn't a cure. It isn't something you have to it, it's it is something you have to live with. Obviously, I know people have their own methods on how they cope with their depression. I just haven't found my way of coping. I'm constantly on edge. One second I want to quit everything and the next I want to do everything. Are you still with me? Uh, okay, because it's about to get very, very dark. So please keep scrolling and just ignore it. I keep emphasizing that I just don't want people to see this, but they're going to see it. I've been thinking about death a lot. Um, I just really want this all to end. I think it's pretty funny how the mind works. You get the urgency to do something, but your mind instantly creates a no wall to prevent you from doing something that sounds thrilling. A huge fear terrorizes your body until you prove it wrong. You have to force yourself to do something, and usually um, 
you get this euphoric adrenaline rush. Well, I've been doing that a lot lately as well. So why is suicide so hard for me to do? It's really as easy as five, four, three, two, one, go. Why can't I do it? I literally don't want to be here anymore. I feel like I've taken chance after chance. And though I learned a lot about myself and conquered a lot of things, I still feel stuck or like it's never enough. If one day I get brave enough to take the plunge and step into the unknown, I just want all to know that I love you, but I just couldn't bear the torment of my mind. Don't worry, I have no plans of ending anything today, but I tried everything, guys. I swear I have. I got a job. I learned to drive. I got a car. I found a hobby. I found a therapist. I found a psychiatrist. I tried to take meds. Heck, I even tried to go back to school. Yeah, I got a job, but I absolutely loathe it, and quitting it will only change the environment and not the job itself. I don't like retail, but you need a stupid piece of paper that will that you would have to invest thousands of dollars and put you in debt just so you can have it that says you can do something to get paid more. People tell me, Will, just do what you want to do. The problem is, is what I want to do isn't achievable. It's a pipe dream. Like everywhere I turn, I find more and more reasons to choose death over life. Dark times lie ahead, and sometimes we must choose between what is right and what is easy. I haven't watched the news in years because if I did, it would be another reason not to live. This country has gotten so low that I wish with all my heart I had the funds to move somewhere else, but I can't do that anymore. And because we live in a pandemic world where we have some many stupid ass people who refuse to wear a mask or wear one properly at that. um, uh, And a dumbass president who won't shut up, who won't shut up about anything. uh, Sometimes I just wish I got the Rona and it kills me. Um. But getting it puts others at risk, and I can't have that happen. Even though I don't watch the news, I still see something that just makes me want to bang my head on a wall. Racism is still a thing after 400 years. Really? Why? I don't understand why. Like, why are we literally the joke of the world right now? I want to die. I think about it a lot. And in a lot of ways, I have more reasons to die than to live. Um, the hope died. The faith is gone. Now I want whoever is still reading this to understand um who's still reading this mess to understand that i have suicidal thoughts but i'm not but not suicidal tendencies i don't have the urge to down a bottle of pills or the urge to slip my wrists i'm just saying if death was knocking on my door i'd open it let it in and offer it a beverage where there i go again making a huge fool of myself putting something out that i would have to explain away and pretend i didn't write I think it's best that if we speak in person to just look at this as you saw someone who else wrote it. Maybe this is just a phase I'm going through and I will pass eventually. I just want my brain to stop talking. This is who I am. A nobody. A nothing who appears as a somebody because you see a body. This is my reality and I'm trying to find positives, but those are far and few nowadays. Brain, like seriously, shut the fuck up forever, please. I just don't want to do anything anymore. Writing this, honestly, the only sense of creativity that I have left. The only authenticity that I have. And even then, all of it is just words from a nothing soul that no one will remember. I'm always told that if you don't like something, then leave it. Forgive me to anyone reading this. Obviously, I'm disturbed and I need to find a better outlet than a freaking public forum where friends and family can see your psychotic episodes. Wake the fuck up, Will. 
wake up. Ugh, now I have to go to work soon. So anxiety. It's your turn to take the wheel. The dread will now take over. And that was my, that was a post that I didn't post up. Um, because I felt it was just too dark to post up. Um, I have a tendency of writing a lot. You see, like that's a lot. Um, and that's my mental health. <laughs> my mental health is on a decline. I feel like the older that I get, the stronger the feelings are getting, the lesser the happy days are getting. Um, uh, at least I'm not staying in bed. At least I'm getting up. At least I'm up doing this. At least I'm doing these things. Um, yeah, so I'm in a very dark place. Very, very dark place. And, it comes um, on fast. You know, it's it's not something that's like, you know, it's a not like a slow process. It's just like it hits you really, really hard. Like no oh, matter yeah. where you are, what you're doing, it, it'll just hit you. It's like a bat to my face. Like it just hits me so freaking hard, so quick, and I don't see it coming. Like I could have so many great things happening. Like I, I can't even begin to tell you how many trips like if I went on vacation, like every time I go on vacation, depression ruins it because I feel like I'm not worthy of this. Like I'm like, I'm not meant to live in this moment. And then I look at my videos that I did. Like um, I look at all the videos that I did and, and every time I travel and whatnot. And when I look back on it, I'm like, Oh wow, I can't believe I did that. Cause when I look at myself from a third person perspective, I'm not hearing the voices in my head at that time. And it looks like I'm having a blast. It looks like I'm having fun. But then I realized that in that moment, I wasn't feeling happy. And I'm like, that's what it looks like. That's what depression looks like from a third person perspective. Like, right now, this is what I'm thinking. But from a third person perspective, I look happy. I look like I'm having fun. So I understand why people get confused. But the signs were there. Like when my friend, um, I had a friend that passed away last year. And I won't go into details or anything like that. But Let's just say that I knew. Um, let's just say that I knew. And um, I knew the signs were there. However, the signs were there for years. For years, years, years. So in my, so in the end, it just felt like, um, because we would always talk about killing ourselves all the time when we were teens. It was just like, it was a thing that we did. It was something that was is something that it was just something that we said we were teenagers we would say that like oh god like i just wish i could die right now i just wish you know so when time progresses because i think everybody does it i think everybody does it like if you have like a really close friend you're like oh i just wish i was dead and then you have a friend that's the same age and they most likely would say the same thing or you'll try to talk each other out of that or whatever it's just like for us that was our relationship as friends um, that we would say all these things and it would gradually get worse, but we just didn't see anything bad about it. Eventually I kind of woke up from that, realized what I was doing, realized that what I was saying was wrong. Um, and I'm like, yo, Will, stop, wake up, wake up. And then, it's, yeah. It's crazy because you don't realize what's healthy versus unhealthy thoughts sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, when my friend 
committed suicide three years ago, I thought that, you know, the thoughts I was having were completely normal. Yeah. You know, it was just like, I would think about like, well, what would happen if I just drove off this bridge? You know, what would happen to my family? Would anybody really miss me? It was those kinds of thoughts. Not like I would ever act upon those things, but they're still like ideation. You know, there's a fine line between ideation and, you know, tendencies. There's all these crazy lines between everything. And um, people with high functioning anxiety, like myself, because it's, it's very high functioning. It's like I could go out and I can now, now it's high functioning. Like back then it was not. Mm-hmm. But now that it's, it's very high, very, very high functioning anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very intense like sometimes with the thoughts and it will be just a normal day i'm out doing my things and before i know it it's like whoa brain where did that thought come from that has nothing to do with what i'm doing right now Mm -hmm. um that's not okay for you to be thinking that way and actually i'm looking for something to read to you okay um what it's like having high functioning anxiety And this is um, from Anxious Moms on Instagram. It says, how I look on the outside, outgoing. How I feel on the inside, overthinking. Um, Well, it says how I look on the outside is outgoing, punctual, driven, detail-oriented, helpful, loyal, calm, organized, and friendly. How I feel on the inside is overthinking, catastrophic thinking, seeks reassurance, perfectionist, negative self-talk, repetitive habits can't sleep second guessing people pleasing yep yep that's me to a t too that's me to a t um i i found this i thought it would be kind of like helpful it's like instead of either either this or that try yes and like so it's like i can be healing and still enjoy experience joy yeah I can be assertive and still be strong. I can be spiritual and still be human. Mm-hmm. I can be supportive and still need support. I can be upset and still be lovable. I can be quiet and still have a voice. I can be kind and still say no. Yes. Felt like that was really important. I feel like it is very important because one of the things I do is that because I am a people pleaser for no reason um i have no reason to be a people pleaser but i think that that's just like the performer the performer in me you know like you if you sing or if you do something creative you kind of have to rely on pleasing the people and um i don't know i kind of set myself up in this really really dark path because there was a point in time where i was just extremely alone and i was isolated like this quarantine stuff like um Imagine being in this for seven years, like, you know, like, cause you, you know, my relationship, my last relationship. Now the person that I was with wasn't a terrible person. They were an amazing person, but, um, it's just that at the same time, it, it put me in a position where I wasn't doing anything with my life. And though I was like trying to be creative, I was streaming a lot more. Um, I was doing videos and things like that, but I wasn't getting any recognition. Um, like, you know, obviously zero viewers, zero this, that, no feedback whatsoever. So then I start to question myself, like, am I entertaining? 
are people finding what I'm saying to be entertaining? Um, and then most likely, you know, then the views are basically essentially telling me the picture. The non-comments are telling me the picture. And I'm like, I guess I'm not really exciting. If you get a hell, if I got a dislike on a video, oh my God, <laughs> I am yeah. so overly critical. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, wow. I can't believe this whole episode became mental health. <laughs> Okay, because I'm going to go through eight uncomfortable truths in a minute. With yeah, you. yeah. You know what? Let's get started because I already know the truth. So go ahead. Um, but like I was talking to a friend yesterday about these and they like hit every little nail like on that. I've been really, I've been really taking a lot of things like I've been reading from the book I'm reading and really learning about myself I'm 29 I'm at a weird this weird transition age where I'm like going into like real adulthood I feel like yeah <laughs> sounds so silly oh my god um, I don't want to say the word <laughs> stupid because I don't like saying something stupid it just sounds kind of silly the way I said it but yeah you know I'm just really into doing like these acrostic poems and stuff like that where I'm just kind of like just trying to find these big girl words and stuff like that. And um, just just trying to to really get myself where I want to be mentally. Because yeah. I feel like if I get myself to the place where I want to be mentally, even 50% where I want it to be. Oh, there's a butterfly out there on my, my bird feeder. Getting <laughs> a drink of water out of the little water thing at the top. Oh, that's cool. I, I saw a hummingbird earlier and I almost got distracted, but that was a bright yellow butterfly. And I love the bright yellow butterflies. butterflies. It, it's like a sign of like good luck or something. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> um, but um, I'm backtracking here. But, you know, I've been just trying to just, if I get myself 50% where I want to be mentally, then I can start, you know, getting where I want to be physically. Like if I want to like have the confidence to, you know, work out and not feel like awkward about people seeing me work out, you know, because that's what stops me a lot of the times. I don't want like, don't watch me do something like it just, it gets under my skin and it always has, but I need to work through it to get to the point where I'm completely okay with it or else I'm going to be stuck in this little bubble forever. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I don't work out. And I know that a lot of people say, well, working out is the cure for depression um, or it's the cure for everything. Like like it, it, it gives your brain like some sort of it gives it the endorphins and like, what was it? What was the Legally know. Blonde line? There's, for everything that there's something positive, there is something negative. Too. Oh, yes, that of course. You know, because <laughs> you can also start working out and it can become addictive and then you can lose so much weight that you look sick like i did or that your body doesn't have room for the organs in it because you have too much muscle mass or you know like the thing was was that when i lost i lost 100 pounds back in like 2010 and i lost it pretty quickly and a lot of people were telling me like my my dad he hadn't seen me in a while and when he picked me up um after not seeing me like, cause the last time he saw me, I was fat. And so it was like six months that I didn't see my dad and he saw me and I lost a hundred pounds and I was excited to kind of show my dad. Cause my dad would always comment about my weight or something like that. 
And I just thought that he would be happy, but he says, oh my God, you look too skinny. You look like a skeleton. And in my mind, I didn't see that. And then I just felt horrible. So the thing is, is that I'm cutting people out of my life because there's people in my life that obviously are not doing anything good or beneficial or are in it, you know, to help me out. Um, My dad is a person that needs a lot of validation and my dad has a lot of issues that he needs to work out. And obviously I have my own. And sometimes there are people that are too intense because everybody has mental issues. Everybody on this planet has mental issues to an extent. Um, some people are more severe. Some people are less. Some people do it different. Not some. Not everybody's going to be sad and crying like I was. You know, A lot of people are going to be more angry. They're going to be more bitter. They're going to be more... Um, agitated because people just have different ways of expressing their emotions and um it that's why it's tricky to kind of determine like oh what is this person really going through you know um some people go through denial denial some people lie a lot some people just um uh you know it's just it's a it's a sad it's a sad world that we live in and unfortunately it's like we wish that we could be open and we wish that we could be like transparent, which is what I've been doing. And I realized that like, whenever I talk, God, now my anxiety is coming up, but like, um, I don't know. There's this show. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't even remember the name of the show, but Anne Hathaway was in it. Have you ever seen like the clip where she's like in a diner with her friend and she has bipolar disorder and she admits it to her. Have you ever seen that scene? so realistic i swear like she deserves an oscar just for that role or an emmy or whatever because she was sitting there in a cafe and she's saying um i'm bipolar and she says i have been since i was 15 and um like it shows her as this outgoing she's super sexy all these things but then there's these moments where she's just like down down and you can see like the anxiety that she gets. Oh my god! I have to send you the clip later. It yeah, is definitely send it to me. It's a like I want to see the show, but it's like an Amazon show, an Amazon exclusive show, and like it shows her like oh, yeah. Okay, it's it, it, you know you know when it clicks because I how I react. <laughs> yeah, you're like oh yeah. So it's that one scene where she's sitting in the diner with her friend, and her friend decides to choose to listen to her, and she starts to cry, and she says, "How do you feel?" Now that you told me, she said, like an elephant has taken one of its foot off my chest. And then she starts to cry. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like she's such a good actress. I I know that people like hate on her. or I don't know for what reason. I think that she's a beautiful person and she's wonderful. I would love to meet her one day um, if I ever had the pleasure to. But I don't know. (laughs) I know I have um, and I'll say it out there. I have. I'm not diagnosed with it, so I don't want to call myself it, but I have borderline personality tendencies. Okay. And these tendencies can range from, you know, it, it triggered, gets triggered by anxiety for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and I can go through about 10 different emotions or feelings in less than five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it really only will get triggered when like I'm high stress, high anxiety, 
which is why I'm worried about getting a job because I don't, I don't want somebody to think like I'm going to lose my mind on them because that's not what it is. It's yeah. just a out of control feeling. It's a, if I, I don't like it when people push me or try to make me angry because I know that I can, I can be like a light switch yeah. or I can be like a slinky that takes its time getting to the angry place. Um, strange to my core, but it actually worked. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, it's actually that's actually a really good thing because, like, a slinky goes small, goes big, yeah. goes small, and it just goes up and down. And if it's like a slinky, it's like you can be like nice and gentle with it, or you can shake and rattle it. And if you mm-hmm. shake and rattle it, it's going to get all knotted up, and it, it's not going to unravel itself, you know, for a long time. Yeah, you know, unless you help it. And I don't want to be the slinky that's all knotted up, okay? I want to be level-headed. I want to be there for people. And it's when I get triggered by the abandonment and stuff where it it triggers that. And it's also the out-of-control feelings. And I'm, I'm also very aware. And that's the other thing about borderline personality tendencies is you're usually hyper-aware of yourself and other people, what's going on with them. Yeah. So it makes sense. It really does. It it's there. I don't let it be my excuse and that's why I don't really I don't really talk about it or I don't really go see like a therapist for it or anything like that because I'm aware that there's something there that is like a ticking time bomb every once in a while and I've just learned to live live with it a little cohesive a little more cohesively every day you know and you just kind of buff buff out like the areas where you don't want to overstep yeah and um that's also kind of the area where um it sucks my motivation out of me yes when things are out of my control i have no motivation to fix them like what you see in this box right here of me versus all the stuff that's going on around me this is clean. This is not. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the same thing with me. Like I have a green screen up, you know, just, but that's just to protect my like roommates who like come in and they can come into the kitchen and get whatever they need. But like, you know, like I open, like when the stream is done, I put the green screen down and life happens and I feel good. I mean, I feel good like um, today because I know I don't have to work. I know I don't have to do anything in particular. I can breathe today. Um, Like I can literally sit there and I can breathe and I can relax and I can be like, you know what, Will, you're good. Everything's fine. Um, It's just, it's a very sad, I'm a very sad person. I'm just a sad person. And it's just, what was I going to say? I'm saying I'm trying to figure life out. Nobody knows the answer to life. Nobody knows why we're here. Nobody knows what the meaning of life is. People can say up and down that they do and they don't because they don't. Okay. Like nobody knows. And I don't care what a book told you. But the thing is, is that regardless, we physically don't know why we're here. Uh, People can say it's destiny. People could say, you know, that you were given this wonderful gift and you're, you're supposed to use it. But realistically, everybody, there's a lot of people that can sing. There's a lot of people that can draw. There's a lot of people that can take pictures really good. There's a lot of people who can 
do sign language. There's a lot of people who can do all these things, who can translate, who can do all these things. Um, but there's 8 billion people in the world. And unfortunately, you have to get a certain amount of viewership to do this. And no matter what, no matter what, you turn any, you, you can turn a hobby into a job and then the struggle becomes real at that point. Because yes, you're doing what you love to do. But at the same time, you have to focus on numbers or you have to focus on the hustle because you're not, you know, it's just, it's so difficult. And see, Rachel Hollis really highlights that. And that's the book I'm reading is a girl stop apologizing. Yeah. And basically like how to, how to work through all the excuses you make not to do the things you, you have a dream about doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the last thing I remember reading um, was the excuse that it's been done before. Yeah. And like how to work through that. And it's like, you know, yes, other people may have been doing the same thing you've done before, but there's going to be something that, you know, you're going to find a way that's going to make it better. Yeah. And you just have to have like, like I said, said last night, good, better, best, never stop to rest till the good is better and the better best. You know, you I wanted to ask. And, and like the goals. Yeah. Like, um, I was writing down notes. I don't think I have them in here with me. But I was talking about like goal setting. And it's something I'm going to talk about in my podcast too. So if you listen to my podcast, you'll probably hear me say the same things. Um, you have necessarily a big picture goal. Okay. Then you have these little goals underneath it that get you to that goal. Then you have even smaller goals you have to do before you can reach those other goals to get you to the bigger goal. So it is, it's like almost like teaching your body to run a marathon. Yeah. You do baby, baby steps. Yeah. You start off with running for a couple minutes or you start off walking. Yeah. You know, babies learn, learn to, you know, roll over. Then they learn to, you know, push themselves up on their hands, you know, then they work their way into moving their legs and then they learn to move them together so they can crawl. Then they work on pulling themselves up. Then they work on pulling themselves up and standing up. Then they work on like moving their feet to try to take those steps. So like, basically it's just like a metaphor for like, don't give up because you are getting to where you want to be it is going to take you a lot slower to get where you want. Well, yeah. That's like, and that's what Rachel Hollis has talked about is she didn't just grow her company overnight. It took 10 years for her to her, for her to have a best selling book because she has more books than the, the three personal development. She has like a whole series of books that are more like fan- like they're kind of fantasy, but based on some real life things in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important to, you know, realize is, you know, that your life and everyone else's life is not going to align. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Because somebody else is going to be doing the thing that you want to do, but you're going to have that person kind of like as your mentor, whether or not they realize that you're kind of like, they're kind of like your mentor. <laughs> And you're learning what they're doing and you're learning ways to make it better. Yeah. Learning, you know, you've done a lot of learning over the last, you know, 10 years, you know, 
especially, you know, learning about, you know, me learning about your audience, you know, realizing what works, what doesn't work. I've done a lot of learning in the last year with my podcast. You know, I've, I've done a lot of learning in the last 10 years with my blog and it's, you know, that it's, it's kind of difficult <laughs> for me to keep up with that, but. It's like, you have to keep going at it. Like they say that, like, um, what was it? Like, uh, what's his face? Who's the, who's the guy that like invented like a, like 10,000, like there, there was a guy, was it Thomas Edison? I think it was Thomas Edison that like, he had like 50 inventions that worked out of like 10,000 that didn't. And the thing is, is that they're just saying that like, if you keep at it, you keep at it and stuff. And the thing is that people have limits and not everybody can just see failure constantly. People say that like um, somebody said to me that you need to welcome failure, especially if you're a musician. You need to welcome failure like crazy, like because failure is going to be your best friend because that's what you're going to see a lot. <laughs> and um, and so you have to look at it as like, oh, you know, this is my best friend, failure. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah. You know, but like, um, because people as are not going to believe what you do. Yeah. It's as long as you're learning. Yeah. That's the main point of life is to learn. Learn to do better. Learn to find a better way. Um, to live life in a way that suits you. And no, unfortunately, money has a lot of a lot to do with like living a life that you want to live. Yeah. But I think if people took a step back and they 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 simplified what they wanted to do a little bit, mm-hmm. they would see a better way to do it. Oh yeah. That's when when we first started doing like the podcast and stuff like that, I was like, I I do everything for free. It doesn't cost like any money. I'm actually I haven't spent any money doing my podcast except for buying a notebook and i've made the money back that i've made on my notebook i spent so many (laughs) i spent so much money on the stuff that i got because the problem is is that like i get into this like i get an idea and then i look at videos and then those videos inspire me and then when i get inspired by these said videos then all of a sudden i'm like okay I, I like I bought this um this really cool mic like I sound really great in it like it sounds like an official podcast mic because it is um I bought it myself with this podcast machine um and I'm not using it so I'm trying to find reasons to use it and then I get depressed because I'm like okay now I'm in this situation where I'm struggling to pay rent or I'm struggling to pay something because I spent my money on this when I could have just saved that money and stuff the thing is, is that you got to work what you have, but also be smart with what you got too. like um, if you feel like if you're realizing, like, OK, like, for example, let's say that we were getting like 50 viewers a day or no 50 viewers per podcast. Let's say that um, I would just say that at that point, like after like 10 podcasts and it's been consistent 50 viewers, that may be the time to invest in a microphone. Like just another one and then just be like, okay, all right. So now we got like a microphone. We're good. Um, me, I'm just trying to stay ahead of the curb. Um, like I'm playing catch up. I'm like, okay, I have all these things, but like, look, I got a green screen. I got the, 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 the microphone. I got a camera. I got, um, like I got the knowledge to do stuff. But the thing is, is that everybody else has better ideas or there's people that are better looking at me or people who know how to handle it better. People who have better personalities, People who know how to navigate people, 
people who are like really like smart on the fly, people who could really like just be like, oh, I can say this, I can say this, I'm really good, I'm really good at it. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. Like, I go on Anchor, and like I I look at it, and I'm like, okay, cool, I have 272 total plays. Amazing, that's great. Considering that's great. how long yeah. I've been doing it, considering that I don't promote it on any kind of social media or anything like that. That's amazing. Like, I don't think I, yeah, and I have an established audience of four people, and that's good, you know. And then you go down to like the the money, and it says like two dollars and like thirty eight cents, which isn't bad considering I don't promote it. You know, I don't. Do you get paid really that instantly? Up. All I have on my podcast is one advertisement of me talking about Anchor and how how it is like helped me and stuff like that at the very beginning. Yes. Yes. So they're supposed to like with anchor they're supposed to send you like if other people want to you know do a sponsorship with you and stuff like that um and then you do your recording and you add it to your thing but i haven't really seen any of those my idea is like i kind of told you before you know i don't mind putting it out there because i feel like if i put it out there and i say it i'm actually going to do it versus like if i just make a list of something i'm going to do it never gets done mm-hmm and, you know, even Rachel Hollis said, like, she she does the same thing. And I'm like, well, I must be doing something right because I'm actually kind of getting somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it on my own time. I'm not, I'm not, like, hitting the ground and running with it like I could be. Like, there's so much more I could be doing. Yeah. But my idea so far is to do more podcast type things, like, on Instagram, doing live videos with other people reaching out to my friends who like do network marketing or who have a hobby that they want to, you know, talk about things and like educating people, just educating people on business, you know, and, and like, even me, I want to do like live videos of me gardening because I can, I can tell you right now, I, I planted six cucumber seeds and out of those six, only two grew. So that's like us talking about like you can come up with, you know, a million different inventions and things, but only, you know, a few will work type of situation. Yeah. So that that really is like, you know, you are playing a game of almost Russian roulette with whatever you decide to do. You know, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Exactly. It's a learning curve. It is. It is. It's definitely a learning curve. But um, I think that, do you think that this would be a good time to end the episode? You want to end it on like a positive, like I have fun facts I can read. Oh yeah, fact. let's just, let's just do some fun facts and then, um, yeah, and then we can like call it like, uh, just call it an episode because we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Yep. So let's see. Did you know that the moon has moonquakes did not know that is the lunar equivalent of an earthquake the they were first discovered by the apollo astronauts the largest moonquakes are much weaker than the largest earthquakes though their shaking can last up to an hour yeah wow wow i saw that and i was like because i was looking up like fun facts and that came up and i'm like I don't think anybody really thinks about that. So, um, let's see. Let's go to random facts real quick. Let's see Wait, before we-, we before we continue, hold on. I need to check something. 
Because Wasey was trying to tell me that, like, that that our uh, stream has no audio on Facebook. But people were able to hear us, at least on Twitch. So at least we have audio somewhere. Yeah. I'm completely okay if we want to just keep it on Twitch. Because it seems like we have more interaction. Well, I mean, probably the reason why nobody was able to hear it, though, was because of the fact that I I don't know why it's not working on Facebook. Oh, well, yeah, it's been, well, yeah, it wasn't working earlier, and then we figured it out 35 minutes into it, and then we had to start all over again. <laughs> first episode, though. It's so. the first episode, first episode jitters, for first episode issues, first episode everything, but good thing, I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like this episode was better than what we originally did, or did you feel like the other one was structured a little bit better? I feel like everything has progressed. Like, it's like baby steps. Everything is getting better. Yeah what we need you know it yeah. just um i don't know if this one's true this is kind of a weird one what if you lick someone's elbow while they're not paying attention they won't feel it who would try that like nobody would try that i don't understand like why they no nobody would try that oh my god the next one what's the next one silly putty was discovered as the residue left behind after the first latex condoms were produced it's not widely publicized for obvious reasons <laughs> a kid's toy was created by condoms interesting wow <laughs> <laughs> that's your funny. heartbeat changes with the music you listen to that's the coolest one yet because i i, I believe that one that's completely i've had i noticed that one a lot. i think yeah that that's accurate because like i always listen because like my heart is always like on a steady heartbeat so it's just always like like this because i like listening to sad songs um because i just i, I need to feel I don't know. Like, I just need to know that there's other people out there that feel like me, even if the intention of the song wasn't what I what I envisioned in my head. If the amount of water in your body is reduced by just one percent, you'll feel thirsty. That I believe is true. Um, like, look at how my look at how chapped my lips are. I've had water or anything yet, so yes, it's been reduced because I went to the bathroom. I I drink that coffee and I guarantee you the caffeine and the sugar in it is dehydrating me because like all the talking and stuff and I'm feeling oh, yeah. like I need to drink something now so yep if the tears run out the crammy ribbon that here's a horrible a horribly incorrect fact of the day so this is this is like somebody posted a fact and it was like horribly incorrect and somebody like saved it and it says did you know dolphins can fly but they can only do it once in their lifetime what? I know someone was like, I'm. I don't know. That's 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 absolutely strange. I I don't know what's people. <laughs> um. Why an electric current to a pickle? The salt water in it acts as a conductor and will cause the pickle to glow in the dark. Okay, that one is. I don't know. I don't know. Fifty-fifty chance. That that seems like it's real. <laughs> that seems like it's real. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Let's just do like a couple more facts, and then we'll talk about our obsessions of the week, and then we can um, 
wrap up. I don't know if this one's true, but it sounds interesting. It says a half of a lime pressed to your forehead will cure headaches. The half of a what? A lime. Like if you cut, take a lime, cut it in half, and you put it on your forehead. Oh, a lime. Oh, I thought you said a line. Okay, a line. I'm like, wait, I'm like, do I just draw a half a line here? And then it's just like... Like, like a half line, like line this way? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but putting half a lime on your head will cure the headache. 72 muscles are used in speaking the word fuck. It would not surprise me. The word verb is actually a noun? Yes. That's, wow. The word verb is actually a noun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, that one right there. Okie dokie then. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. So, what was your weekly obsession? Um, this week. What's well, Wednesday? Let's. I can go back to the last week. Um, I've been more into eating at home than like eating fast food and stuff because mm-hmm. I've been getting like really sick. So I guess I've been like doing a lot more cooking. I haven't done a lot of baking like I wanted to. It's like on my list. Um, I let my house go. So I've been kind of like more in tune with the backyard and the gardening stuff. Yeah. Like I will have to do on the next video. I'll have to like go out and like show it. I'll do it on my phone. That way I can kind of like show everything a little bit better. But, okay. Um, I got celery. I got uh, oregano. What was the other one I got? Why can't I think? Basil? I already have basil. I had basil before. But um, parsley, oregano, celery. Oh, and the the really, I'm really obsessed with this Ichiban style, Japanese style eggplant that I bought. Like the, the plant. It's like, a, it looks like a little tree. And I'm really obsessed with the containers that are coming in now because they're, they, you can grow them in pots. All the stuff you buy that is a Bonnie plant, like the green logo with the yellow writing Bonnie uh, plants mm. in the garden section at Lowe's, Walmart, and even I think at Home Depot. Um, some of them now, so the plastic containers, they are like what they used to make egg cartons out of where they're like paper. Yeah. And what you can do is you put a little bit of dirt in the, the pot, you make the room for it, and you just take the whole container and sit in there after you take the plastic off of it and just cover that up and it'll just compost into the dirt. Oh, that's cool. So I'm, I'm also like severely obsessed with composting and I do eggshells and any kind of like fruit or vegetable, like um, little tidbits and leftovers from making stuff. Yeah. So that's the fun thing. I, there's a science behind it too. One day we'll do like whole like gardening spiel and I'll just go through the things I've learned. Oh, oh yeah. She's going to go and through her little I'll gardening. Like, anybody have suggestions on things I should grow? <laughs> I have like a bit already that I can't keep up with yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, my weekly obsession is the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. You're so excited for that. <laughs> um uh yeah, so I've been doing a lot of research on PlayStation 5. Um so I got it pre-ordered 
and do you get it do you want to do like an unboxing well i was planning on streaming i was planning on streaming the day that it came out and i was gonna like unbox it and then just kind of like plug it up and then do the first boot and stuff like right on live stream that would be so cool I, I I just got a request off that day. <laughs> you should do that. And then you should have me like on your phone on like a Facebook chat. And like that way I can kind of see you doing it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be definitely be, that would be dope. <laughs> or like we could do like a dope or nope. That'd be dope or nope. Maybe I could figure out how to do it. Like where I have like the, my, my, my cell phone camera and then like, that will be a zoom call like as a third person so we can like see like it like okay like here's this this is me unboxing it and then you see my reaction as well as seeing me opening the box and stuff so yeah, stuff like that really i'll figure that we'll, out we'll, um, we'll figure it out like we'll play around with it one day when we're not on the the podcast november we'll 12th is the date <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> i just don't know at what now. time though but november 12th is the date I'm so nervous. I, I don't know. But anyways, that's been my weekly obsession. I've just been obsessing about like the games and the launch titles that have been coming out. Um, I'm just because it's like um, it's like the I, I like video games. And when I play video games, um, I get excited about video games and video games. <laughs> William knows that like the closest thing I've gotten to playing video games lately has either been playing something on my phone like Wheel of Fortune or Bingo or Spyro on the Xbox and like that's a very very rare thing we're slowly getting our son into video games like Minecraft he's learning how to play Minecraft this oh, no. train building game and um he plays the games on his tablet like he loves the train simulator game where he like controls all the functions of a train and where it's going and like oh that's nice i like that coupling the cars it's really cool like one day i'll have to like sit down and video chat with you and like show you like what it what all he does on it but oh that would be great but um i guess with all that said uh we will end the episode here uh you can catch us every wednesday at approximately i don't know at um 7 p.m pacific time 9 p.m eastern time uh i don't know maybe maybe we'll see we'll see but consistently we will always be doing am 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 i'm so sorry am 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 seven a.m to seven a.m pacific time and nine a.m Pacific time and uh, the episode will be recorded so that way that people can watch it later if you can't watch it at any of that time because I understand that that's too early for a lot of folks um, thank you for everybody who came in especially King who came in and you know was part of the chat for a little bit and uh, told us an audience to kind of like feed off of and stuff because I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything on Facebook so it's like I didn't see anything on, on Twitch until I opened it but I was like oh okay this makes sense you know <laughs> but to be fair those who came in on Facebook weren't hearing the audio for the first 35 minutes yeah. so of course nobody's gonna like sit around with the quietness and awkwardly just be watching our faces and making lip syncing for our lives essentially <laughs> You just see it now, like people making gifts of like what we're really saying, like how. 
Could you imagine if we were in a bigger situation where like people like watching our show and then somebody just took that and just decided to just make their own audio? I'm like, we just made it easy for them to make fun of us. <laughs> just a little presidential debate on there or something. Yeah. Like, what they really said. It's like, oh, look, it's Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. And then they put Hillary Clinton's word over you and Donald Trump's words over my. Oh, my God. You're like, why did I even say that? Why did I just say that? Like now that now it's gonna happen. You know, I put it out into the universe, <laughs> oh, and that's what's gonna happen. Goodness. But um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We will be doing next week, and hopefully it won't be such a gloomy topic. Maybe you'll be a little bit more happy, more energetic. But given me, we know. And what you've learned about this episode about me, maybe that's not going to happen. <laughs> it was really great, you know, chatting and everything with everyone and with you. And I I feel like in such a good, like, headspace group with this, um, now that we worked out some of the kinks and the bumps in the road, you know, it'll get better for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I just have to remember to hit unmute, Will. Unmute. <laughs> That's the most embarrassing thing in the world. I can't get over it. But I'm going to create you a photo and it's going to have hashtag unmute over your mouth or something like that. <laughs> you should. You should. We should make like that's a meme. Unmute. Yep. Unmute, Will. Unmute. Unmute, Will. Unmute. <laughs> your opinion matters. You don't need to mute yourself. Oh, God. What a way. Now that I can look at that as a metaphor is like, hey, look, this is what mental health is really like. You're speaking your inner monologue, but nobody hears what you're saying. Oh, perfect. Mental hellness is what we're going to call mental it. hellness. Well, we're going to call us. We're going to have like a monthly mental hellness check in. Okay. Like that's what we need to do. What yep. is the mental hell that's going on with you? What the mental hell is wrong with you? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Listen, that's that's the segment. What the mental hell is wrong with you? (laughs) I love the creative energy. Oh my goodness! See, creative people. Like there we go. Like that's the creative energy that I'm looking for. But we've got to hop off of here and everything. But we hope everybody hops back on next week the little bunny train next next week when we come on here and hopefully we get more of an audience from facebook this time around because of the fact that i messed up this week but i will share it more too i've got to get more comfortable with that and that's part of my process with the social anxiety and it all will work out yep so anyways thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you next week bye